Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Backseat Banter. This is an episode of the Silver Special, and I'm bringing you guys one of the forgotten seasons of the NBA, Rajon Rondo's 2015-2016 stint with the Sacramento Kings. Personally, this is one of my favorite seasons of all time, where I did appreciate watching Rondo and DeMarcus Cousins play, but I'm going to give you guys a little backstory of how this came to fruition and why it was the most exciting team to watch this season, although they didn't perform as well as people thought they could. So before Rondo went to the Kings in 2015 and 2016, he played for the Dallas Mavericks the year before. And this stint with Dallas did not go well. If you guys remember, at the time before he went to Dallas, people were considering Rondo to be a potential max deal player. And the second he got to Dallas, after that ACL injury in, in 2013, he didn't look the same. I mean, he, he played in, in Dallas in the 2014-2015 season. So this is the season, one season removed off of the injury. So he's coming back and he made Dallas's high-powered offense go stagnant very quickly. And the tensions grew between him and coach Rick Carlisle. I mean, very, very quickly. Half the season was spent trying to mitigate uh, the the expenses of, of Rondo and what he was doing to the chemistry of the team. He was in the news daily, weekly, uh, after game pressers, not saying the best comments, but that grew a rift between uh, him and, and Coach Carlisle. And that led to the Mavericks eventually shutting him down with a back injury uh, at the end of the season. And then Coach Rick Carlisle made it extremely clear to the people and to the franchise and to Rajon Rondo himself that he did not want to see him in a Mavs uniform ever again. So here we are in 2015, and Rondo ends up going to the Sacramento Kings where he's going to play with DeMarcus Cousins, the, you know, Boogie, one of the best centers at the time. This was before his injuries, and he was, you know, in his prime averaging – 26 points per game and really led Sacramento his entire Sacramento career he was the leader of that team and you know this was the time for DeMarcus Cousins to show he was going to win and when they were able to get Rajon Rondo that opened hopes and opened the belief that this team could you know be a contender and push in the playoffs the thing that we didn't account for was Rondo went from a team from a toxic environment in Dallas where, you know, the team didn't really want him and he didn't belong to another one in Sacramento. Bad tensions between head coach George Carl and, and DeMarcus Cousins throughout not only this season, but prior seasons as well. You know, you, you get inserted to that and it's not the best situation to be in, but Rajon Rondo did his best. He was very familiar with this type of situation due to his time in Dallas. And he put on one of my favorite Rondo seasons of all time. He led the Sacramento Kings to lead the NBA in pace. So they were the fastest playing team per 100 possessions and did not look back. This team was energetic and fun to watch. And Rondo was being a monster. They led the league top three in points per game. So they were scoring a lot, but again, defensive liabilities. 
we'll get into that in a minute with Rondo. But third in points per game, Rondo led the league in assists, which was a crazy, crazy statistic. He had a career high in rebounds and three-point percentage when Rondo prior to the season, you know, did not look like a three-point shooter whatsoever. He, he evolved that game as the, his careers went on. And, and the, the seasons went on. He put on a very, very fantastic season. He even owns a Kings franchise, rec- franchise record of 14 games in a row with 10-plus assists. This guy was incredible. It was fun to see the pick and roll with DeMarcus Cousins, who was a flourishing star in the NBA. He was considered the best big man at the time. And being able to play with a true playmaking point guard like Rajon Rondo elevated his game even more so. And it was my f- most fun duo this year in, in a league with so many crazy duos to watch because Rajon Rondo was a spectacle this year. Every time the, the Kings were playing, you knew something crazy was going to happen. They, they were the most interesting team because of the rift in the head coaching position. And everybody wants to know what's going on. And I was one of those people who tuned in nightly to, to watch Rajon Rondo and the Kings, you know, try and contend. And this was the season where Rondo's six triple doubles was number third in the league behind Westbrook and Draymond, uh, Westbrook 18, Draymond 13. But this was right before Russell Westbrook made the triple-double normal. Um, And Rondo proved that he bounced back from his ACL injury and and was a a player that you can rely on. The problem, though, with this team was the chemistry never clicked. It's a shame because I would have loved to see this duo. I mean, we, we ended up seeing them in New Orleans in a few years, but... This team with Rudy Gay as well, and they had a, they had a, a few other guys on the team as well, but they were exciting to watch, and the, the chemistry was just never there. Demarcus Cousins was always jawing with um, Malone, uh, not Malone, George Carl. Apologies, and it never allowed for this team to really glue together and and be a winning team. They ended up finishing the season 33 and 49, which was good enough to get 10th in the West. And, you know, Rondo missed 10 games and there, there were some things going on with that. But who knows if this team, they could have been like a dark horse to contend because of how good DeMarcus Cousins was and, you know, playoff Rondo. We all know what playoff Rondo is or was with Boston and then, you know, eventually winning a championship in L.A. and, and all of this. But Rondo was a threat in the playoffs. He could take over playoff games. He could win you a series just by himself. And then you pair him with a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, who is the league's best center at the time. They could have been a force to reckon with. They would have been unguardable. But, you know, with with Rondo being a defensive liability, although he, he wasn't in his time with Boston, he was regarded as one of the best defensive point guards after that ACL injury. He was a defensive liability. Teams would expose him. He would be the man caught in limbo a lot of the time. And his effort wasn't the four all defensive teams that we saw him achieve in Boston. He definitely didn't, you know, 
prove to the NBA that he was 100% back. It looked like he was taking possessions off at times, which could lead to a larger rift in, in, in your team and, and your chemistry when you are trying to win and win a playoff series or even eclipse the playoff mark, which they weren't able to. So the chemistry and the defensive liability were definitely two of the things that Rondo could have used some assistance on. And although those stats uh, may point against Rondo and, and he was vilified in the NBA's eyes after his season with the Dallas Mavericks, but he really came out and was like the NBA's sweetheart uh, this year, at least in my friend group and, and, and the circle that I'm in that we talk about sports. Rajon Rondo's season with the Sacramento Kings will be remembered forever. I mean, this guy was fun to watch. I still go back and watch his highlights. He, I mean, the franchise record of 14 games in a row with 10 plus assists says it all. This guy was a distributor, a facilitator, and that's what he was there to do. And he did it very, very effectively, very efficiently. And it was super, super fun to watch. That is the only reason that I am covering this on, on the Silver Special is because Rajon Rondo is one of my favorite players. And 2015-2016 Sacramento Kings were a large responsibility. I, I was a big DeMarcus Cousins fan before this. And then being able to see DeMarcus actually get a facilitating point guard in Rajon Rondo just made it that much more exciting. Uh, it's just something that I, I can't even explain to my full abilities because at the time I didn't even understand what I was watching. It was just a new duo that was fun and exciting. But this was really the last year of Rondo being at his peak. He then went on to play for New Orleans, several other franchises. But Rondo this season was probably Rondo's statistically best season, and he looked great too. So I was a huge fan of what he was able to accomplish in, in Sacramento. Obviously, in Boston, he's won chips. And in, in Los Angeles, he's won chips. So you can't really take anything away from those two franchises. But this one-year stint, in Sacramento is, is kind of lost in his career because it is such a long career. It is such uh, an esteemed career over several teams. You you don't look at that one-year stint where they didn't even make the playoffs. But as an NBA fan, if you were an NBA fan during this time, you know what, what the Kings were doing. You know what Rondo was doing. He was in the headlights every night. If you played fantasy, he was the, the one of the league's leading scorers in fantasy numbers due to his high assist ratio. And this guy was just incredible. It, it was a shame that Dallas didn't work out because they could have really used a player like Rondo. But he, he got a, a rep for him that wherever he went, the chemistry issues followed, but that wasn't the case in Sacramento. He already came into a toxic environment and, um, you know, him and DeMarcus Cousins kind of gelled because of it. Rondo was able to understand what he was feeling, where he was coming from due to his time in Dallas. And DeMarcus Cousins was fed up <laughs> for a long time. And it was it was kind of relieving to see these two gel together so well and eventually go on to play in New Orleans in 2017-2018 together again, but with Anthony Davis. And 
one of the one of my favorite duos of all time. Although they aren't the biggest of names, they aren't the most exciting, like LeBron and Wade or LeBron and Davis. They're Rondo and Boogie. They're dysfunctional. They're toxic, if you want to call them that. I don't believe so. But they are great basketball players. And this duo was my favorite to watch in the entirety of this NBA season. We look back at some of the controversies going around this team. Rajon Rondo got ejected uh, against his former team, the Boston Celtics, for using a homophobic slur and was made public enemy number one. And, you know, it created even more of a rift. The official later came out. uh, He came out and Rondo got even more hate after that. So there was a large rift in what was going on. But it wasn't all Rondo. And people gave him hate for these two years in Dallas and in Sacramento because of what he was able to do off the court. If he kept his off-court tempo and his off-court persona in check, he could have just let his game do the talking. But unfortunately... The NBA is about storylines. We had a guest, Andres Lopez, NBA reporter, saying that if it's not a storyline, it won't make the NBA money, so they don't report it. They don't go on it. And Rajon Rondo was a storyline, but not in the right manner, not in the right tone. He was in the news a lot because of the situations around him, surrounding him, and how he was reacting to them or responding to them. And that's not how you want to... I mean, I can't speak for Rajon Rondo, but if if that were me, that's not how I would want to portray myself in the public eye because everything you say or do when you are a player in the NBA is, you know, out there. (laughs) It's everybody listens to it. It's on every Instagram feed and, you know, you can't do anything about it. But I, I can't, I can't forget about this team. There's, there's nights where I think, what was my favorite team to watch? This might be it. They led the league in pace. You go wa- you go back and watch one of this team's games. They play so fast. They make mistakes, obviously, when you're playing a high, fa- a high caliber offense and a very fast offense. You're going to turn the ball over. You're going to make mistakes. But they were top three in scoring. Their defense, on the other hand, they, they were scoring a lot. But when you play a high-paced game, the other team is also playing a high-paced game. And they're scoring a lot. And people usually don't play such a high-paced game that when they do, they can find an easier rhythm and, you know, exploit your defensive liabilities because of how fast your pace is. You might not be willing to stop them on transition because you're running too much or you're getting gassed. And you can't stop a team that has the highest pace on offense. But on defense, you're, you're a liability. Although DeMarcus Cousins was regarded as one of the best defensive centers in the NBA as well, being being a, a force to be reckoned with, uh, if you meet him at the rim, this team still struggled to put up consistent defensive numbers. And that is what led them to 10th place in the Western Conference this year. 
and I would have loved to see this team in the playoffs. Playoff Rondo on the Kings would have been a dream come true because this season is just missing the cherry on top because Rondo played out of his mind the entire season and deserved to be one of the NBA's best point guards, which he was regarded as after the season. Rajon Rondo not only had a successful career in Boston, he had a successful career in Sacramento, and he has had a successful career overall. He is definitely one of my favorite point guards of all time just because he is a true facilitator, and, you know, he's Rondo. You, you learn to hate him, you learn to love him. He's still playing basketball, and he's still doing his thing, and you have to respect his game. Off-court antics aside, Rajon Rondo is a baller. People deserve to give him more respect for his true craft, which is basketball. You are an athlete as well. And Rajon Rondo proved he was a hell of an athlete. He forever earned my respect for how he played the game because that is what I regard as true greatness. You, yes, off-court antics and, and the character you are and you build are a large part in what I look at when regarding great players. But Rondo was one of my favorite to ever dribble the basketball. And it may be because I was in the era of the 2000s and the 2010s, but he was vilified in Boston. As a Heat fan, I can tell you I did not like him when he was in Boston. I went to game seven against uh, Boston when Miami won and, and in the Eastern Conference Finals and went on to advance to the finals. But I respected him. I didn't, I didn't hate him. There's some guys that you you your team plays against that you you become rivals with, and you know there's tension between the two. And then, now nah, I had a, I had a mutual respect for Rajon Rondo even when he was my rival, because he knew what he was good at and he would exploit it every game because he knew he was good at it, and nobody could take it away from him. He was one of the best facilitators at the time. No one came close. I mean, at the point guard position, we can we can say Rondo was a great facilitator. Uh, LeBron was a great facilitator, but he didn't play the point. But Rondo was a distributor. He cared for getting his teammates involved. That's what led to the highest paced team in the NBA, his six triple doubles. He played a great season. He played a great season, and it is forgotten. I don't know how many people I've asked, do you remember Rondo on the Kings? They were like, he played for the Kings? I'm like, you're not a true NBA fan. This is something that you need to know happened if you are, call yourself a true NBA fan. Rajon Rondo's stint with the 2015-2016 Sacramento Kings is one of the most fun seasons I have ever witnessed in my entire life, and I... I actually thank him for, for being such a, a great player and, you know, showing the, the young guys what the NBA is all about because 
he was such a good point guard and, and faced so much adversity for, for things that I'm not deeming were right at all. His slurs that he was throwing around were unacceptable. But when you put off-court antics aside, you look at Rondo's game, which as a basketball player, you, you can analyze somebody's game, even if they have a, a very controversial season off the court. You got to respect the game. You got to respect the game. This has been the Silver Special with Jonathan Silver. And I am thrilled I was able to share this season with you guys. Please make sure if you are listening on Spotify, on Apple, to leave a rating. We genuinely appreciate it. It helps with the analytics. It helps us. We are affiliated with Audible. If you guys go and click the link on our website, you can get a Audible subscription, a free Audible subscription. We get a kickback. It helps the company out. So we appreciate everybody who goes and makes a free trial. And you can listen to us on Audible too. We are on Audible. So check that out for sure. This episode has been brought to you by Backseat Banter, part of the Banter Broadcast. So make sure to go check out our episodes as well. Thank you so much. This has been the Silver Special. Backseat Banter out.